Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sharing tips, stories, and inspiration all about living, working, and exploring in Bali. We are your hosts, Sarah and Olivia, and you're listening to the Living in Bali podcast. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Living in Bali podcast with me, Olivia. In this episode, you will be so much inspired by Wira, a young Balinese from rural part of Bali, Jembrana. He starts a social enterprise that brings income to the local community, but still preserve culture and local knowledge through five pillar experience. You will learn the ups and downs of running a social enterprise in Bali, especially after the volcanic eruptions and earthquake in 2018. Persistence and optimism are two main characters of Wira's successful traits. Don't forget to check our website, livinginbalipodcast.com. Tag us on Instagram at livinginbalipodcast and also leave us a good review for us if you enjoyed the show. Here you are. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Living in Bali podcast uh, with me, Olivia, here. I have a special guest here in our first online um, interview. It is Vera from Five Pillar Foundations. Five Pillar Foundation is a Bali-based youth organization that aims to revitalizing and transforming rural community in Bali. Hi, Vera. Thanks for coming to Living in Bali podcast. Hello, everyone. Hi, Weira. So, we have some questions here um, that we usually throw to our guests. Um, first, for sure, we want to know more about you. Um, can you sure. tell us more about your background? Um, where are you from? And how long have you been in Bali? And what cool things that you've been doing so far? My name is, uh, my Balinese name is Iputu Wiraguna. Uh, you can call me Wira. I'm Balinese and I'm from west side of Bali, where we call it Jembrana Regency. It's very rural. Uh, we're like three point half or four hour away from the Denpasar city. So uh, my background actually uh, is a farmer. So um, I I'm farming in my own land uh, from you know like uh, from kids to to my high school. So like. Uh, uh, I only work in the farm before, and after that, because I have you know like a dream uh, where you know as a Balinese uh, we really want to work in the hotel and restaurant. But my dream actually before I really want to speak English. So um, then you know uh, I actually 
trying to have a course uh, in hospitality in Denpasar uh, when I was 19. And, you know, starting to work in the hotel restaurant uh, when I was 20 and 21. Uh, but by then, you know, I see a lots of, you know, as a Balinese, I see a lots of, you know, change and different. So where, when I live in the village, there are so much, you know, uh, resources, there are so much things that you can take free, like, you know, coconut, uh, banana, there's so much resource. When I live as a farmer, you know, you can take all of this agricultural product and you can just like cook at home. But when I, I live in the city, there is so much different. Everything you need to buy. And, you know, there are so much, you know, like uh, work and pressure and things like change my, uh, my, my life a whole. And then starting that, I was thinking about, you know, uh, as a Balinese, how I can do something, you know, for, for my village because I was working in the hotel and restaurant. I felt that I didn't really, you know, uh, useful enough for my community. So that's why I basically changed, you know, my mind and I really want to, you know, contribute to my uh, community. I really want to, you know, uh, make change and make better life uh, for my community and my area in West Bali. So starting in 2014, uh, I actually uh, founded the uh, Pipeline Foundation, how we can work with uh, rural villages and how we can work with rural youth to basically preserve the culture and the environment while also, you know, earning income uh, using what we have in rural area. So right now, uh, what I'm doing in Bali, uh, I'm doing a lot of youth skills development in rural area using Pipeline Foundation, and uh, a lots of you know rural mapping, like uh, a lot of resources that I was talking about, they're abandoned in rural area. So now what I'm doing is how we can map that those out, and you know the data will use for how we can use the resource that we have to to develop our area with the local uh, community. So that's basically what we do uh, in a nutshell. And right now, uh, basically, we, uh, we uh, move to the next level. We create for, uh, five pillar experiences where we also focusing on sustainable tourism and educational program in Bali Island because there is so much you know, problem that the tourists in Bali made, there's, you know, like, uh, like, like inequality uh, of our development and a lot of things that we actually trying to care about. There is not a lot of tourist dollar go to the local community. So that's why we in Five Pillar Foundation, we trying to connect the international visitor with the local community that we work with. So that's how we basically getting funding to, uh, to develop our social project in the rural area. And yeah, so uh, right now, Pipeline Foundation has uh, several Balinese teamwork that working with us together. Uh, we develop program and we also uh, now partnering with, uh, with the new uh, partner in the village. We actually develop uh, eco-village or uh, sustainable uh, village like uh, like uh, anyone actually can own a bamboo house uh, in rural village where we will manage it and in the same way they also get rich investment. We call it like responsible investment, that the investment 
uh, it's good for the nature, not harm for the, for the nature, empowering the people and educate others. So that's wow. uh, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, that's basically what, what we do. Okay, so uh, living in Bali, I can see that the ways that tourism is definitely impacting the island and it's growing so fast, like just the just the two years I was there, there's so much change, so many more businesses and cafes and things popping up everywhere. And I know you say development is one of the issues that you guys are trying to help deal with and um, also the, the villages being emptied out because of people going to the high tourist areas to work. Um, what are some of the the specific ways? I know you just mentioned the the villages where people can people can stay there. Um, what are the some what are some of the other specific ways with that five pillars is working with certain villages? Are there any um, villages you can talk about that you're working with um, and share share their experiences? We work right now. We partner with uh, 36 villages all around uh, five regency in Bali. So I will yeah. basically uh, share one of the story that one of the villages that we work with. So for okay. example, we work with one village called Gumbre Village in West Bali. So in this village, uh, there are like also young lady that make like the uh, uh, virgin coconut oil using like eleven kind of coconut. You know. Not a lot of Balinese know like how many coconut are they actually there are like a lot of kind of coconut that you know still exist and and these people in this village they're using it for virgin coconut oil and it's actually benefit a lot of you know uh, uh, the villager there to create you know, the healing oil and those kind of things and in that village also there are inventor like a local inventor where he actually a mushroom farmer. And also he create like uh, herbs, uh, oil from 200 kind of herbs that actually he was helping a lot of uh, like uh, local villager in, in that village also. And, and uh, the, other, the other important one also, they are like uh, organic, far, organic collective farm in that village. Thing. So the village that I'm talking about, it's only one village. And which is mean like the uh, lots of villages that are really rich of you know resource and potential and how we work with them basically the one we will we basically bring the young people uh to to what is existing entrepreneur that happen in, in the village and how we can think together to be like them to preserve to also uh, uh you know making income from like using your own resources uh and also the other side we also bringing the international community as uh, sustainable tourism uh, packages, like sustainable tourism program, where when we bring international community to the village, they not just about you know taking picture of or you know enjoy it, but they also learn something, they also share something, then they also give back because there are some actually some some of the our partner in the village actually they they really get the benefit. Some of our partner actually they they built school in the village. They they help with the research and suddenly after the trip and sometimes they just like want to help to you know fundraise on things in the in the the local farm and things like that. 
So actually, we see this movement because of the you know sustainable tourism uh, uh, and also how the tourism in Bali can really more can keep Bali more you know impact for the local community itself. Wow, that's great. That's really that's really cool. So have you seen how sustainable tourism? I mean, I've definitely seen the popularity of it growing and seeing more about it on Instagram. Different influencers have even been talking about sustainable tourism and spreading the word. But um, I'm sure in Bali, you've seen more interest in this. Where do you where do you find people who are looking for these kind of experiences? Do you, how do you market to them or get connected with them so that they can get involved in these um, in these programs and learn more about it? Okay. So um, actually, Bipolar Foundation was known for, you know, its rural revitalization work. Uh, but right now, because we have the entity, another entity where we call it Bipolar Experiences, we basically get our customer from uh, another organization because we have one of our strategy that we call how to find right kind of organization to work with because not all of the organization or even travel agency we can work with because sometimes they only focus on profitability but we are focused on social responsibility and collaboration that's why we're trying to find out the you know some type of organization that they're responsible that they concern with nature or social, such as like, you know, sustainable travel agency or university or even a corporation that they have, you know, a purpose for others. So we basically work with a lot of uh, businesses uh, outside of the country. Like uh, last time we bringing like a Turkish student coming and we also have uh, working with a, a responsible travel agency based in Australia, in Japan, almost all over the world. Uh, even this month, we were hosting like influencer from Jakarta. They really want to go to one of our villages, for example. So that's how we basically partner uh, with the international organization. Yeah, that's very interesting. I really like the idea, especially the one that you mentioned. Um, I noticed you mentioned about not a lot of dollars go to local community in Bali. But the thing is also not many people or the community in Bali realize that fact. Um, they just do daily the activities, hospitalities, as you uh, explained earlier, that's what the normal path that the Balinese uh, usually go to. So how do you um, approach uh, fellow Balinese, for instance, to um, be more initiative, be more innovative and start something different and something um, unique in, the, in terms of the uh, sustainability tourism? So actually, uh, we're not thinking about, you know, how, what to make it like to make new things in the villages because we have the program where we where we really go deep to the village and really find out what is exist there. So what's happening when we when we explore? There's so much creativity out there. There are so many people. There are so many local heroes. We call it. So we call local hero. Well, they're working on some things for you know for nature, for people, for health. So we just found those things and we basically partner. But what is existing there? 
So in terms of the creativity, we're trying to inspire the young people who actually, you know, starting to like to lose and to forget this kind of concept where, you know, uh, working on, you know, even like making virgin coconut oil, not a lot of people know about it. And even like making, you know, like a, a Balinese flute, not a lot of people know about that. So that's why from us, how to build our partnership in the village and also how to keep them alive, it's, you know, supporting them through, through you know, supporting them through what they are doing. So it's like, uh, because in, in the five pillar concept, it's like how you can build a business that also still you can make income, but still preserve your culture and still, you know, helping others and, and how you also can educate people in the same time while you make income. That's our philosophy when we work with the local community. And, and that's also how we build the creativity around them because we don't want to lose our culture, but still how you still use your, what do you have, but still can make, you know, benefit or even make profit. But in the same time, you're not losing anything. So that's basically the um, What about the areas of art? I know maybe I've heard a couple of local friends talking about how um, the some of the dancing and gamelan music, some of that stuff has become... Um, very touristy or just put on for tourists um is this uh an area where it's kind of hard to make money or break into the industry do is that do you guys work with anybody doing the dancing or music um the Balinese dancing or music is that difficult in any way to make money from that sure so uh so another word that we call this uh, particular things, it's about responsible entertainment. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of culture is not just about dancing. You know, there are so many, so many cultures about, you know, keeping the philosophical alive, uh, the tradition and those kind of things. And uh, basically uh, how we work with, I mean, we did work with several young artists, let's say. And it's kind of tricky right now in Bali because some of the group of people are using this kind of concept to yeah, to make funding, to make income. But actually, if you notice it, in Ubud, let's say, there are so many kachak dancing, for example, and there are so many dance performances every day in different villages. They actually voluntarily uh, have this performance. It's about to, to help their village. Because at the end of the day, when they, when they, when the people pay the ticket, when you, when you watch this performance, the money is goes back to the village. Actually, you will see in the front of the banjar or in the front of the temple that where they performed, you will see how much money that they earn at the end of the night, for example. So it's mm-hmm. really uh, depend on on the on the people. If they are for the village, the village actually really benefit, and they actually not just about for profit, but it's also for the community. It's also to preserve the culture and also is introducing the, the local, you know, like, uh, like tradition to others. But sometimes there are tricky part of it. Sometimes there are agency that just want to, you know, make money out of the performance, out of the Balinese dance. But most of that people that I work with, they are mostly for preservation and for, you know, for the community empowerment. 
Yes, so uh, I'm starting the idea in 2014 with my other co-founder uh, in in end of the year of 2014. But uh, because you know, I never go to university, and I don't know much about you know even like social entrepreneurship. I I just know about that. But in 2000, uh, uh, after after November 2014, you know, like uh, I learned so much thing by doing. I learned, you know, meeting others people, meeting a lots of people, uh, you know, like uh, going to a lots of, you know, uh, conference or seminar or like. So that's why I come up with a popular idea, where you know, because there are so much people, they're working on the same thing. So that's why we have the economic side of it, social side of it. Because, for example, I met with a lot of entrepreneurs. I met with a lots of, you know, activists, things like that. Make the popular concept exist because five pillar don't want to create or reinvent the wheel. We basically collaborate with existing you know, uh, uh, hero that already you know like our project that already ongoing in Bali. So in 2015, we established our uh, foundation, and then until now, uh, we actually have uh, quite a big range of uh, partner in the local area and also international. Can you tell us a little bit about your co-founder? How you guys uh, met? How you founded each? How you found each other? And um, how that partnership has been working out for you guys? My other co-founder, his name Alan Chansu. Uh, he's uh, American, Chinese American. He was come to Bali in uh, 2013 for a uh, uh, dissertation diploma, like a study. So and at that time, someone was introducing me to the company that I work with in Ubud, which bringing uh, international student from US. And then I met him there uh, as a facilitator at the time uh, because I like to share my culture and he also like to learn Balinese culture. So we can like you know uh, uh, I help him to to take him around to interview some Balinese leader, for example, because he's. He's a leadership uh, study. He interviewed a lot of leader in Bali, so I take him around to do it. And then on that time, we learned so much things uh, together. So it's not just about you know like okay, we learn uh, the richest the richness of Bali with the philosophical, but in the same time, we learn about what is the Bali challenge at that time. Then uh, we together basically come up with the idea. Uh, at that time, our idea basically is not five pillar. Idea is about because we see a lots of people in Bali uh, in the community. They only they only focusing on social and culture. They didn't really focus on how to make the business together. So that's why we call in Banjar uh, how we develop uh, business like collective businesses that owned by Banjar that owned by community. That was our first idea. So that's people. That stay in the Banjar, they are not depend on work in the city area. But you know, working, uh, trying to work with uh, uh, a local community is really hard. You know, me at that mm-hmm. time, I don't, you know, I don't have uh, any education at that time. I don't have that capacity. That's why uh, uh, I moved back to to with Alan uh, in West Valley. Uh, we was thinking about how. Uh, We can just about collaborate with existing entrepreneur instead with you know like uh, instead we develop things together because he still study at that time and myself also still learn by doing things like that. 
But until now, our our partnership is still really really well. Uh, mm-hmm. But Alan right now focusing on uh, more into advising, and we just set up our uh, legality in US as a US based NGO. So we call uh, Five Pillar International, and Alan will be uh, focusing on the Five Pillar International side, and for my side, I will be focusing on the Five Pillar Indonesia, which is the foundation experience. Wow, it sounds like you guys are doing great for what you have, and that's that's really interesting. That's so cool that you guys found each other and were able to bring this vision together. It reminds me of our previous interview uh, on our episode number 11 with Abby from uh, Empire Fitness. Uh, people will attract the other people who are on the same vibes. So because you're looking for mm-hmm. this kind of project or activities or enterprise where you can, um, you know, enhance the livelihood of local community while also preserving the culture, you also meet uh, people who have the same visions and collaborate together. But I, I have a question um, out of that, uh, that the NGO and the enterprise has been established for a few years. Um, how profitable is the business or how easy it is to uh, make margins out of it? You don't need to mention number if you're not feeling comfortable with it, but I'm just wondering how easy to make um, a sustainable business in Bali as a... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus startup i would say so thanks for the question so um, uh, as you know, you know, uh, building your own enterprise, it's really risky, actually, if I can say. Uh, so at that time, because, you know, in 2014, I have no idea what, what I'm doing. So I just <laughs> believe for myself uh, and then just do it. You know, if you, if you just do it, the, 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 the way will be, you know, the, like, and then it will be there. So basically... Uh, in in the 2015 2016 until the 2017 we are doing really great uh, then it's come up with a volcano if you remember it the Balinese volcano because before we was depend on the uh, you know let's say yeah let's say we, we was depend on the tourists where international program come to Bali and we take them uh, to the village and we earn good income and we basically, uh, uh, what you call use this income for our uh, foundation work for the young skills development and things like that. But when the their uh, volcano and the earthquake, earthquake and stuff like that, actually there are so many things happening after it. We got crisis uh, last year uh, in in from the end of the 2017 till the August of 2018. We was having 10 young people working with us in the village in West Bali, and we was based in West Bali before. 
So uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, like uh, we uh, some of our partners suddenly not either not coming to Bali, either sell their company, either you know don't have funding. So we just like lost everything in August of uh, 2018 last year. And then you know because of it, but in my side, uh, I still believe I can do this. You know, but like actually at that time I lose all of my team. I right now in West Bali we just have like two people working with us. But total of our team now is seven. Before it's uh, eight. But right now, uh, basically, we based in Middle Bali, and we separate the entity. Before we have one entity, which is we call Pipeline Foundation, where we focus on everything. And actually, we cannot handle everything. That I learned actually, a good structure, good management, you know, good people, and professionalism and commitment is really needed into this kind of work. So I learned so much from that experience. Even like my bank account was really empty. But I don't know what happened when I asked Universe on that time. In uh, October, uh, I still remember October 2018, there's so much opportunity coming to me because I believe that I can do this. I can help more people because if more program, which is mean I can help more people. Then suddenly in, 2000, uh, in, in October, I got so much program coming and I got so much uh, like at least it's enough income for covering all the costs and you know paying all of the uh, loan and stuff like that. And then December 2018, uh, we actually moved uh, our core base to Middle Bali, which is now in Mangui. And then we hire several professional teamwork. We're actually building now the all of the company structure and stuff like that. So we. We actually now more settled down. And, and in terms of profit, it's really profitable, actually. And in terms of, you know, uh, how big our impact is really impactful. Because when we bring international and when we, when we work with the, this local community, both sides, it's win-win situation where sometimes international community, they help, either they help the local or either the local community, they inspire or they share the knowledge and they they give the international community an idea of, of, of life or skill or things like that. So it's like a lot of exchange. With, with. Then now I really believe about, you know, believing in what you're doing, it's really matter. Yeah. That's wow, that's incredible. Great. Yeah, that's so awesome to hear. I know yeah, a lot it, of, I just like you were yeah. saying, a lot of businesses, like friends and people I knew were really affected by the volcano and I know how frustrating that must be after you've built something it's it's yeah. working it's getting exciting and then yeah. for something like that to happen and things to slow down it just it takes right. some resilience to keep going like knowing that you're doing the right thing you're doing something you're passionate about I can tell yeah. and you're you said as you said you believe in yourself and you believe in what you're doing that that really seemed to uh keep you guys going and I'm so glad to hear that it's it's working out so well for you guys yeah so yeah uh, right now we uh, we actually have so many programs upcoming and we basically now like have a lots of villages that are waiting on the list to be explored to be worked with and yeah it's so far we have a good teamwork now uh, with us so um, yeah, uh, like uh, there will be, you know, so much more opportunity will coming up uh, soon this year. 
Yeah, I I heard that uh, often from entrepreneurs though. When they are persistent in something and they work hard and believe what they're doing, there will always be a way that come to them. Even though the road is not always smooth, but there is always like something yeah. come to them if they truly believe in what they're doing and passionate about it. Speaking of that, um, I've heard we've heard that you are starting a new initiative on Eco Village called Song Song. Tell us more about it. How exciting! Oh, it sure, is. sure. Yeah. So, um, so on the way, on the way, uh, also connected with the story that I tell earlier about you know crisis as entrepreneur, you have risk. So, uh, uh, at the end of the day. We actually need to think about other, you know, like because in Bali we cannot depend on tourism. Let's say if you only depend on tourism, we cannot grow. So that's why I need to find a way. What other source of income that but still can help others and still, you know, do something better for the future. Then uh, we actually come up with this uh, concept uh, after the volcano. Uh, one of my friends, he basically finding this opportunity to develop a bamboo house in in very very abandoned land. Uh, at that time, it was nothing on that land. Uh, the landowner was don't have no idea what to do. And my architecture uh, friend was inviting me to basically help this land to conceptualize. Then we come up with the name of Sansan Eco Village, where it's basically. Uh, a sustainable uh, territory where where we're trying to work together with the land owner that exists there to develop like sustainable practices uh, facility like maybe a rural hub or you know like a learning center or bamboo park bamboo education like bamboo treatment or anything you know like related with sustainable development because you know Right now, we actually start with the uh, we call it co-ownership and one management uh, bamboo house, where we invite you know the 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 whoever that would like to invest on a house like like they can customize their design, they can design like a leaf, they can design like yin yang or something like that, and they will basically work with us. And whenever that the land owner or the property owner now there, we're going to manage this uh, house and we rent them up and the property owner will basically gain uh, a return investment. And then the profit sharing that the management, which is our management in Santan got, it will be goes to our community empowerment and it will be goes to our community education. Because in Sansang now we have the learning center uh, for, you know, education center, uh, because it's very matter if you don't have, if you don't educate your community, it's it's not sustainable because if you only you know build this kind of facility without educating people, it's not sustainable. You need to like similar in 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 five pillar principle where you still can you know uh, build business in the same time when you make income, but also in the same time you can empower and educate others. So that's basically the concept of the Sansan Eco Village. And right now we have seven house. We have four investor already uh, involved within that. And in March we're going to open really soon, uh, so that the program can keep going because every week we'll have a, a weekly program for education, like making honey, making cheese, or uh, organic farm, anything uh, that will be happening in that village. 
you're you're welcome also come next time to you know I will take you around to the village. Wow, excited! Yeah, I would like to be invited. <laughs> I'll yeah. check it out. That's so cool. How can people? Um, how can other people get involved in Samsung Village or um, get in touch with you about that if they're interested in it? Yeah, so we just built our website. Uh, you also can just Google it, uh, Sansang Eco Village, or on Facebook, Sun Sang, like Sang, like the Sang, uh, like Sansang Eco Village. So you can contact me directly through there because, uh, and then also I can share the detail of the information, like how you get involved and what kind of, you know, uh, partnership that we can develop together, like uh, those kind of, uh, you know, opportunity. I can share it to you by that. I wonder that now um, Five Pillar is going well uh, so far after surviving from the um, the earthquake and uh, also the volcanic uh, eruptions. What is your visions about the future of Five Pillars? What do you wanna? What is your aspirations? Uh, and how do you? So, well, in in the beginning, we already have a goal. You know, the goal it's about how to to not, you know, teaching people, uh, like how to not giving people fish, but how we can, you know, teaching people how to fishing so they can sustain mm-hmm. their life and things like that. So that's basically our concept. So what's happening uh, right now, we actually in the stage where we're building a system, we're building an API, we're building like, uh, uh, like a strong base, like a foundation where we can implement this idea to other places that need it. Because last time, a lot of our friends from other rural area, they were really interested to, you know, to implement this idea to their place. That's why if we're not strong enough, so we cannot do, uh, you know, expand with this. So basically, first, our goal is to make this self-sufficient, you know, uh, because we're building system. And when we build system, it's run by themselves. Because I don't want to, even like I, I'm, I'm still young, but I don't want work to because my goal also mm-hmm. to be to be you know to be freedom to be freedom to to do your thing to 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 enjoy your life to be your family. But right now, I'm super super busy because I'm building this uh, to be more self sufficient in the future. So that's number one, and number second, basically to share this concept to other area that need it. Because you know, rural uh, area uh, is. Anywhere all around the world, we have so big problem with rural area and rural youth and stuff like that. So that's why I believe, you know, and at least in 2021, we are expanding at least Southeast Asia. So that's uh, our goal right now. Even we have popular East Java, for example, there are young people there develop our concept there with their own resource and things like that. So yeah, uh, uh, the goal is about, you know, how to make this uh, sustain, uh, and also how to make this implemented to other areas. I love that. Yeah, Bali is such a good place, I think, to start uh, start yeah. new things. That's part of why we started this podcast, because there's so many people starting cool things here, and yeah. something like Five Pillars is just, it is really, it's so perfect for a place like Bali, and definitely can be spread i mean i could see now that it is it is working and growing i think it's it's something that a lot of places can learn from and benefit from 
whether it's other islands in Indonesia or other islands in Thailand or the Philippines or around the world. That's so cool. Now that we talk a lot about the business, let's get back to living in Bali. So most of people who visit Bali, they... Uh, let's say the mass most people who visit Bali they visit south of Bali where most of entertainers are located especially in Seminyak in Kuta Changu nowadays you name it but not many people visit West Bali can you tell us uh, something unique that some or something that uh, can be visited should be visited by people who visit Bali Yeah, I mean, like in the beginning where where I work in the South Bali, I haven't heard anything uh, about, you know, my, my, my like Regency, like West side of Bali. There is, what is there? Like people only know like, uh, you know, like West Bali National Park. It's actually way beyond that. There is so much, you know, like, like hidden gem, like hidden beauty, like it's still preserved and no one touch it there. You know, like there is a beautiful river jungle and there's a beautiful rice terraces. There is a lot of beautiful, you know, like uh, cultural and art. A visitor who came to Bali, I really recommend that, you know, when you come to Bali, uh, if you can, please uh, explore like a bit outside of the beaten path. Because sometimes, in the if you are see something in the google or in the in the promotional uh material sometimes you are going to the tourist trap sometimes you <laughs> didn't really see the real bali so that's why uh, as a as a responsible visitor you really just you know like just go outside get lost and you will see amazing thing even like 30 minutes outside of ubud you will see something very very different and much much more beautiful And in West Bali, it's still lush and still real. There is a lot of beaches, and like black sand. There is a lot of river. There is a uh, lots of you know a hill, mountain, and you know uh, the the view is amazing. And usually, when I was kids, even I I I often go to the beach, catch a crab, and I you know I work in the field. Uh, uh, I go to the turtle conservation. Uh, I take a boat and stuff like that. So it's still, you know, still uh, as a daily uh, life in West Bali, you know. So that's why when I bring international program to West Bali, uh, basically I would like to them to feel like what is the real Bali, and, and then you know how you you experience it and you understand also not just about the beauty but also the challenge because in West Bali. We have so much beauty, but we also have so much challenge that we actually uh, trying to solve right now, like you know, environmental challenge, education challenge. So that's why Five Pillar exists because we want to solve this and we want to you know exist, uh, but still preserve the culture while you educate people and create an income for others. Yeah, West. I remember biking out a few times to the west of Bali and every single time I wonder why don't I come out this way more often it is uh-huh. it really is so much more beautiful I mean all of Bali is beautiful even yeah. the crowded places are still pretty it's just it's incredible it's just you get a little bit off the beaten path and it is it is quite magical <laughs> right. I agree right. people should definitely step out 
right. yeah i remember when i visited west bali for my friend's wedding it was one year after i moved to bali and i realized immediately i talked to my boyfriend then um why i just came here just now it's so beautiful here the vegetation <laughs> is so different it's more pristine than south valley it's a shame that we just get here only when if we have an occasions but otherwise we wouldn't because it's not advertised uh, as the same as uh, south valley but it's not uh, less attractive as south of Bali. So I think it's very underrated. <laughs> People should visit more. Sorry, so yeah. what is something um, that you love most about living in Bali or about Balinese culture, your own culture? What do you love most about it compared oh to other places you've been? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I felt that maybe before I live in the earth, I was also dreaming to live in Bali. Because, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, like really every day, I really thankful that I'm Balinese because, you know, you can experience, you know, the, the magical, the tradition, because I really love being Balinese. I don't know why. It's just my soul. <laughs> because, like, when you go to temple, you get to free fire, you get, you know, like holy water, you see people dancing, you see the music, you you smell the the it, the, as the, the flower and stuff like that it just feels like really great you know not a lot of you know this kind of culture are exists anymore in the world just a few of them like you know there's so much temple outside like even Cambodia or you know anywhere but not a lot of this kind of you know uh, tradition ritual still exists so I'm, I'm really proud with my with my ancestor we we given by this rich philosophy, this rich culture, this rich art and creativity. That's why I mean, what I love the most is just to be the Polynesian itself. That's what what my what my biggest <laughs> proud of my life. I definitely understand that. I, you know, I've heard a couple Balinese people speak like that, and you know, I I can't say a lot of people, a lot of places I've visited where people seem to appreciate where they live so much and it really speaks to how special Bali really is and how special the culture is and it just makes it even more important what you are doing with Five Pillars um, and Sansung Village. I gotta, gotta keep that culture, gotta keep that beauty around so so more people can experience it and more generations of Balinese can love their lives. <laughs> it's such right. a cool thing. Um, we always ask this to uh, all of our interviewees. I know that you are from Bali and you're living also in Bali, but can you share us the secret? What is your favorite spot? Some people are actually asking me this uh, thing. Uh, depend again, because I have my favorite spot for spiritual, I have my favorite spot for uh, nature, I have my favorite spot for, you know, like sport, I have my favorite sport for <laughs> hangout. So it's like, which favorite sport? Hey. Like, uh, Share a so few. Like, so for example, I uh, one of my favorite spots for snorkeling, uh, for example, I love Menjangan uh, uh, Island is one of my, and also in that area, they have like bio rock. Uh, I really, really love to learn about, you know, how to build this coral to save the fish and things like that. And yeah, it was an, it, it, it actually a uh, really cool uh, experience where you meet uh, 
local community who's trying to protect coral there. And the other... Uh, what, is, what is the mm-hmm. name of the island again? Manjangan Island. Manjangan, okay, yes. Uh, in West Bali. And the other favorite spot uh, for uh, uh, like nature hiking, I love the uh, like uh, one of the seven wonder waterfall in Bali. We call the Sekumpul Waterfall. Uh, yeah. That's what yeah I I've been I've uh, been there several times and I really like the place. And I hope it doesn't change anything to that. And uh, uh, the other things for uh, spiritual uh, things, I I like. Uh, to go to the Mother Temple uh, of Bali because uh, there's so much, you know, uh, energy, so much positive things that you actually can absorb. I don't know if, if, if people can feel it, but lots of Balinese can feel their uh, the center uh, of the, you know, like the energy in Bali. So I, I, that's mm-hmm. just my favorite spot. Yeah. Uh, but like <laughs> I have so much favorite spot, you know, every village that I go, it is like a lot uh, of uh, of uh, beautiful and memor- memorable spot that, uh, that I have. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing those with us. Thank You're you welcome. so much. And um, thank you so much for having discussions with us or talking with us for this evening, even though we are now in three different countries. But I'm uh, so glad we managed this time, the first online one. For audience, uh, we will put all the information on our notes, on our Instagrams, follow us, Living in Bali Podcast, or check our website, www.livinginbalipodcast.com. And you can hear, you can read our notes, and also we put our links of Sunset Village and Five Pillars Foundations. Um, that's it for today. Great. Yeah. Thank you Yay. so much. Thank you so much. We really hope you found some inspiration, learned something new, or at least had a laugh. If you enjoyed the Living in Bali podcast, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes so other people can find us. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Till next time.